Welcome to it. So I'm listening to Ava Max, Kings and Queens, because my wife and daughter were listening to it, blasting it last night, and I liked it. It was fun. And then they were listening to another Ava Max song, Sweet But Psycho. Both songs, I, I, I like them a lot. They were great and are great. And then I happened to see on YouTube that her King and Queens video has 117,554,386 views as of the time I looked at it. And then I thought, well, I wonder how much Sweet But Psycho has. 628,230,490 views at the time that I looked at it. And then this morning I see where Baby Shark has become the most watched YouTube video now with 7.04 billion views. So Ava, you got, uh, you got a little bit of distance to make up. I got a big distance to make up on my YouTube channel. So the previous record holder went to, uh, Despacito, which, uh, I guess, uh, you know, in today's world, that is not the song that, uh, Biden played at his one town hall or his one, you know, campaign stop as he was pandering to the Spanish vote, Despacito. Now, I guess he has to play Baby Shark. Ooh, can't really wait for that to happen. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. <laughs> So, 2020 has now set an all-time record for gun sales. Yay! Nearly 7 million new gun owners right now. As, uh, you know, as we're on to uh, Election Day, for those of you listening live, November 3rd, 2020, more than 16.5 million guns were sold through the month of October according to a Washington Free Beacon analysis of FBI data released uh, this past Monday. That's about uh, 1.6 million more than all of 2016. It also represents 4 million more sales than in 2019, which is an increase of 33%. The National Shooting Sports Foundation, and who doesn't love the NSSF, the gun industry's trade group, uh, also estimated nearly 7 million people purchased a gun for the first time between January and October. Yay! Did I say yay? Yeah, I meant yay. I mean, that's good. And I hope that uh, everyone uh, learns how to use it. And you know, uh, when you want to practice with your gun, you don't want to be in pain. And for some of us, pain is a daily thing. Over 50 million people in America miss work due to pain. That's an incredible number. 66% of those expect to live the rest of their life with some pain. I'm most definitely in that 66% who expect to live the rest of their life in some pain. However, I've found something that helps me through it and takes away a lot of the pain. Relief factor. Go to relieffactor.com. Now, you know, for big pain events, your brain is set to, you know, not really remember it accurately. You know, it uh, it's a biological defense that, uh, you know, helps us get through our lives. Like, you know, 
just for an example, say if you were to have fallen out of a treehouse when you were a kid and slammed your head into a car door and then, you know, stood up real fast and then passed out, that kind of thing. You don't really remember how bad it hurt. You just know that it did. And you know, you know, you remember, gee, you don't really want to fall out of a tree again. But the residual effects of that pain, that's where Relief Factor comes in. And for only $19.95, you get a three-week quick start program. 70% of the people who order the three-week quick start go on to order more. It's designed by doctors. It's not a drug. Relief Factor can help you get your life back. Go to relieffactor.com. Or you can call 800-583-84. Relief Factor targets the underlying problem areas from four different metabolic pathways to alleviate pain at the source. Comes in convenient individual packets, supports healthy joints and muscles. Relieffactor.com. 1995 will get you started on a three-week quick start program. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-583-84. Relieffactor.com or 800-500-8384. Get your life back. Relieffactor.com. All right, let's go to space for a little bit, shall we? Uh, Scientists have discovered what they say could be the smallest free-floating planet ever detected. It was discovered uh, by the University of Warsaw, and it's in the middle of the Milky Way, and it's estimated to be between the size of Earth and Mars. It's a rogue planet. It, and it doesn't orbit stars and it's, you know, because of the micro lensing, uh, technique, it allowed these scientists to find it. I don't know what it, what good it'll do for us, but maybe it's a planet. We can start, you know, finding rogue planets that we can travel to. That'd be kind of cool. But remember what I said, it, until we can just get in the rockets and go um, space travel is still a limited kind of thing. Right, I mean, SpaceX has already postponed their latest launch uh, until the 16th of this month, November 2020, because of some sort of red goo that was dropped on these engines or the vents of these engines. <laughs> I know. Uh, you know, I'm glad we found it, and I'm glad they, you know, know how to fix it. And they, you know, the computers detected the problem on the uh, October 2nd countdown. You know, the final few seconds, it was like, hey, uh, hello, the contaminated engines are here. What's going on? So the cleaning process is done by an outside company, which was not identified in the story. But the problem appears to have cropped up in just the last couple of months. And it affects the brand new boosters, not the older ones, that have already been recycled several times. But apparently, you know, the satellite to monitor sea level change is scheduled now for, uh, you know, I don't know, November 10th. And then this one goes off in, on the 14th. And so they realized, hey, somebody's dropping this stuff that clogged the vent holes on the gas generators just one sixteenth of an inch. I mean, okay, I don't want anything to cause a crash or an explosion or anything bad. But if one sixteenth of an inch of some sort of clogged vent hole causes this thing to blow up, we're not quite ready for space travel yet. We're just not there. Although I will say I like Elon Musk's plan. 
of uh, saying that uh, the colony on Mars won't follow Earth based laws i mean that's kind of the thing right you know who owns the planet who's gonna uh, decide who the laws are what are the laws are we just gonna go by uh you know be a good person laws uh, but elon says the planned colony on the red planet is not going to be ruled by the earth-based government it will adhere to its own self-governing principles <laughs> okay all right, we are not going to be forced to recognize international law. All right, I'm a fan of that. I'd like to talk to Elon about that. Uh, I was listening to another space guy talk not long ago, and he was talking about how, you know, what the plan is about generating fuel and coming back from Mars. So we send the robots to Mars and they create a, like a gas station. So that once we only have to fly there with enough fuel to get there, and then it will be, we'll be generating our own fuel or, you know, SpaceX will be generating their fuel to, you know, fly back. So we don't have to worry about weighing down the rocket ships with fuel to go and come back because we're going to be generating fuel on the planet. It was really fascinating. And, uh, you know, I, I'm really, I'm really fascinated by this because it's going to be interesting to see what laws we're going to be using. Because remember with our treaty and I don't, you know, I, we can throw the treaties out with the bathwater. I know, but you know, we're supposed to say that, you know, all these planets are ours and our solar system are the earths. They're not just belonging to the United States. Well, okay. Uh, I, I would like to answer that with, how about uh, no, first of all. And uh, since Elon has already decided that uh, he's not going uh, to be bound by any Earth laws, <laughs> I'm coming up with my own. <laughs> I want to know what those are. I want Elon on this show, chewing the fat. Let's talk about the laws of other planets and the Elon Musk plan of what that's going to be. Because I'm willing to be a judge. I'm willing. I'm willing to be a judge on Mars. I will set this thing straight. Now, he also talked at this uh, annual Mars Society meeting. And he talked about uh, uh, settled settlements through self-governing principles established in good faith uh, on the Martian settlement. But he also talked about the satellite, the, the Starlink Internet project that's going to be around the moon. That, I guess, is the service terms of that is going to be under the California laws. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, any laws in California? No. I, I don't want them in charge. All right. Then he said that we needed to, for sure, uh, get this settlement that is, you know, out of this world. We need to make this happen. Are we going to create a self-sustaining city on Mars before or after World War III? Uh, that's what he said at the Mars Society meeting. Now, I would assume and prefer that we do it before World War III. But that maybe that's just me. Now, he said the probability of after is low. Yeah, uh, no kidding. That's why I say let's do it before. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and that's what he's saying at this Mars Society is that we need to make the city self-sustaining before any possible World War III. That, my friends, is a good idea. We need to do that with everything. Be, be really, really nice. 
That's a good plan there, Elon. Joining me, join me though, Elon. Join me here on Chewing the Fat. I would, I want to talk to you about it desperately. You know, if you got the time. What else have you got going on? All right, let's talk a little bit of uh, crime, you know, here on Earth. So this story from Russia, the Russian sausage king, uh, it's a Russian oligarch. He uh, owns these meat factories, the uh, Ozyorsky and Meat Empire sausage factories. They found him in his sauna, dead, killed with a crossbow. Now, some would say that seems uh, a little fishy, (laughs) just a little, especially since the um, wife or girlfriend, not sure, was she a wife or a girlfriend? I don't remember the, she, she was in there with him and she crawled out and called the police. So the suspect has not been named although they have detained a male suspect according to the story now according to the story the intruders demanded cash before fleeing in a car now if you were going after the sausage king and you knew he was in his sauna do you think that people have cash in their sauna I mean, wrapped in the towel, I'm doubting that the sausage king, while ha- may bring sausage with him to the sauna, and I think you know what I'm talking about, uh, he probably doesn't have any cash. Yeah, it doesn't say if it was his wife or not, actually. That's, it says his partner, so I don't even know if it's a female. But Vladimir Morogov and his partner were in an outdoor sauna, attacked by two masked assailants the woman oh so the partner was a woman yeah okay good i was gonna say vlad anyway uh she escaped through a window to call police did she did she i don't know what to make of it it's a it's a it's a fascinating story you want to believe the worst but maybe it was just a robbery and you know they were going after the sausage king for some cash and they didn't care about the female the partner they only cared about him Uh, who knows who knows? I love the story. Maybe there'll be more to it, though. We may find out more. Although, in Russia, maybe not. Maybe we just, the Russian king is now dead. Poof, gone. And uh, the sausage factories are still creating sausage. And somebody else is going to step in his place. You know, a friend of, uh, you know, the other Vlad. You know, Putin. <laughs> just a thought. Just a thought off the top of my head. We also... Uh, as long, long as we're in crime, we're in our crime pages of chewing the fat. Ron Jeremy, hit with seven new sexual assault charges in Los Angeles, faces 330 years in prison if found guilty. Wow. So we have a little bit of time left before uh, he goes, you know, for these cases. Now, the Los Angeles County District Attorney, Jackie Lacey, uh, she's in a battle for uh, office, so we'll just see. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, she just unveiled seven new assault charges involving five women and a 17-year-old girl. The new charges and previous claims 
330 years. Uh, sex crimes revealed today range from 1996 in the San Fernando Valley to 2013 in a West Hollywood bar. 14 other cases were denied by the LADA's office because they were outside the statute of limitations. All the six cases allowed in today's charges were from 2000 to 2013, except for the 1996 incident, which involved a minor. Wow. So this is uh, incredible with Ron Jeremy, man, the hedgehog. He's in big trouble, big, big trouble. And it doesn't look good for Ron. And he doesn't look that necessarily good, but just saying, good luck, Ron. Now for three years, you're not going to be able to have to worry about, remember the guy, Richard Decker? of Vernon who was trying to get farmers to let him have sexual relationships with their horses and cows and they no one took him up on the offer so he started vandalizing their property and he damaged their vehicles and he planned out even more destruction they found him trying to make a bomb and everything three years in prison and he just took it. He was just like, yeah, that was me. I, yeah, I was making homemade spikes and putting them in the driveways. Yeah, I was trying to, you know, make devices that ruined the tires. Uh, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I was trying to make an explosive device to, you know, really do some damage to these people because they wouldn't let me, you know, have sex with their horses and cows. Yep, you know what? You got me. That was child porn on my laptop, too. So you might as well put me away. The guy only got three years for that. I start going down this list and I'm thinking, maybe he should have gotten more than three years. Maybe he should have gotten more than three years. Maybe they're hoping that he doesn't, you know, an accident happens in prison. I don't know. We'll see. And of course, Jeffrey Epstein uh, cannot leave the news cycle. We have uh, one of his exes admitting to bringing him women and buying uh, a victim schoolgirl outfit. Well, that does. Uh, he was shopping for a little schoolgirl outfit for one of his teen victims. Okay. So, what happens there? Uh, what happens there? Who knows? But this case is not going away for a long, long time. <laughs> go to the break room i need a drink desperately desperately a ice cold refreshing beverage made from whatever they make it from oh my gosh and then they put it in that can and they seal it and it keeps the flavors and it you get it cold you open it up and it just releases the the flavor into the air and into oh it's just so good you know i'm right you know i'm right it's good so those of you listening to this show right now and you're thinking to yourself yeah you know i'm listening to it i like it but you know how do i get it every day i mean i don't even is there a way you can subscribe to it well there is like choose a platform that carries this podcast now, there's a plethora of platforms out there. There's, uh, but just to mention a few, you've got iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, 
Spotify. There's, again, a plethora of them, but those are, you know, maybe the top four. And you can subscribe to Chewing the Fat with me, Jeff Fisher. Then your life is that much better. And you can listen and think to yourself, yep, my life is good. Why? Because I subscribe to Chewing the Fat. I know, right? You're welcome. You're welcome. You know, speaking of the guy who got in trouble for wanting these farmers to, you know, let him have sex with his animals. There was a guy in Florida, and this story's been in the fat pile for, you know, quite a while now. A 50-year-old man in Florida filed a lawsuit after wildlife officials say he was mauled by a captive black leopard in a backyard animal enclosure in South Florida. So this guy, Dwight Turner, paid $150 for a full contact experience with a black leopard. (laughs) Okay, so I'm not sure what the entire full contact experience is. Now, according to this, the experience is play with it, rub its belly, and take pictures. Okay. Uh, Okay, if you say so. So apparently the agency now charged the owner with allowing uh, full contact with an extremely dangerous animal. I don't know if that's an actual charge or not. And he was cited for maintaining a captive wildlife in an unsafe condition. I'm sure that is. But I don't know that there's actually... (laughs) Oh, you can't sell full contact experience with the animal that you own. I thought this was America. So I, I want to know, uh, how much would you pay for a full contact experience with really any animal, but a black leopard. And I want to know if it includes more than play with it, rub its belly and take pictures, or do you have to pay more? You know, you, once you go back into the VIP room, I don't know. I'm just asking, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just find it surprising that I doesn't find doesn't surprise me at all. It doesn't surprise me at all now that I think about it. I mean, why wouldn't you want a full a full contact experience with any kind of animal, specifically a black leopard? Man, you just you just want to, right? Right? No, really. You want to. Hey, good news. Good news, the McRib is coming back. Why is this always in the news, the McRib? They they take it away, then they bring it back. And they make a big deal of it coming back because they took it away. It's the first time in eight years. I remember when it came back the last time. I remember being forced to eat it. Oh, we've got to have a McRib. Let's taste it. Let's see what's in the McRib. Is it really ribs? No. Stop it. No. So McDonald's announced that for the first time in eight years, it will be offering nationwide its barbecue slathered sandwich. The McRib will appear on menus 1st of December, well, December 2nd, for a limited time, of course. So they'll just, they run it for a limited time and they take it away. And then, you know what, let's bring it back. I mean, okay, it's a boneless pork sandwich served with slivered onions and pickles on the top. It is, it is not good. If you're a McRib fan, bless your heart. Good for you. But as far as I'm concerned, it is not good. I'm sorry. No, 
do. All right, I've got some business news headlines to get to, but before I do that, I want to remind you to, uh, I've reminded you to uh, better your life by subscribing to the podcast, Chewing the Fat. I'd like to have you really enhance your life by subscribing to the podcast and to the YouTube channel, both named Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And then there's an opportunity right now, if you're listening live on November 3rd, 2020, you can save $30 on a year's subscription to Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy, J-E-F-F-Y, and you can use the promo code Jeffy. It gives you $30 off a year's subscription. Now, if you're listening to this after the 3rd of November, you can go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy and use the promo code Jeffy, but you're probably not going to get the 30 bucks off. It's going to go, you know, down uh, substantially. So... You know, be bummed that you didn't weren't listening to the show live on the third, but you know, still go and subscribe to Blaze TV because it'll be more important than ever that we have more voices, not less. It's always better to have more voices, not less. Got it? Good. Go. Be with your friends. Go. Now, okay, before I get to the uh I've got some business headlines, but I want to talk a little bit about this. I didn't realize that according to Aptopia, and who doesn't? I mean, Aptopia. Wow. Um, it's data from Aptopia. The daily U.S. downloads of the top four mobile chess games across the Apple and Google app stores are up 63% since... This show on Netflix debuted, The Queen's Gambit. Wow. Right? I mean, that's pretty good. Hours watched of chess on the streaming platform Twitch doubled every month from January until May. So, I mean, it's almost chess mania. It's, I mean, seriously, I, you know, I, now I have not watched The Queen's Gambit, but uh, I'm going to now and I'll let you know I love chess. I'm a huge fan of chess. I play, you know, I have a couple of, uh, you know, chess game apps that I play that, you know, you play against the computer, easy, tough, extra hard, stupid, you're going to get your ass kicked kind of games. But I, you know, I love, I love it. So I would love to, uh, you know, see the show. And according to Haikara Nakamura, who is a hugely popular chess streamer on Twitch and the top-ranked Blitz chess player in the world, he said that he always wanted to bring it to the masses. And, you know, that's good that chess is finding new life in the modern tech platforms. <laughs> okay. All right. And just so we're clear, The Queen's Gambit is on Netflix. And according to this, it is a Cold War era show about an orphaned chess prodigy. Beth Harmon struggles with addiction in a quest to become the greatest chess player in the world. So, I mean, who doesn't like a good chess match? <laughs> right? I mean, it actually, Queen's Gambit, the chess website. Oh, boy. 
And now I got to check on that. The Queen's Gambit, most powerful gambit at all, though. Most gambits are said to be on sound against perfect play. The Queen's Gambit is said to be the exception. All right. So there you have it. I'll let you, I'll let you know after the weekend. Uh, you know, I can't do it this week. I've got other things on my schedule. Busy man. But uh, i got to get into Queen's Gambit as the time goes, goes along this week. All right. Let's get to uh, some of this business news headlines that I have. Burger King. Uh, yesterday, the fast food chain UK branch called on customers to order from its arch rival McDonald's and other food chains like Taco Bell and Pizza Hut. According to them, uh, they wanted to do this in solidarity with the thousands of staff these you know, chains employ who may need support amid, amid COVID-19. Well, that's special, but um, anyway, good for them. Good for them. ExxonMobil's, uh, man, they have announced it's going to cut 1,900 jobs in the U.S. and 15% of its global workforce. That is not too good. Spotify, you can quote me on that too, by the way. It's not too good. Spotify said podcast investments are growing its top line and defended its handling of an episode of Joe Rogan podcast that featured conspiracy theorist Alec Jones. You know, I saw uh, I saw Rogan posted on his Instagram about what they talked about, and what Alex talked about was facts. You know, he didn't. While he's talking about you know conspiracy theorists, what he was talking about on Joe Rogan was facts. So, you know, more voices, not less. Spotify. So let it happen. Please, that would be great. Leon Black, the CEO of private equity firm Apollo Global Management, said on an earnings call yesterday, and this was this was very important for him to get off his chest. It was a terrible mistake working with convicted convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. Again, Epstein never leaving the news for a long, long time. But Leon, it was a horrible mistake, terrible mistake, a terrible mistake working with convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. Was it, Leon? Was it? Okay. All right. Good for you. Jewel, the e-cigarette maker, is now, remember one time, a couple years ago, it was worth almost $40 billion. Uh, yeah, they're saying now it's only worth $10 billion. I would venture to say that it's even less than that. I mean, we have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of vaping going on. I saw a lot of vaping this weekend out in uh, Ellis County, Texas, but there were also some still some regular smokers going on out there too. Man, a lot of people smoking. And we you know, of course it was at this bar and I know, you know, all people are drinking and smoking at bars. That's what they do. I know. But it was just oof, overwhelming, really. And it smelled and it stunk and it makes your clothes smell and you smell like a bar. I know. I know. And it's horrible. And it's bad of me to think well, you know, I could just walk up to that bar and get an ice cold beer and a pack of cigarettes and I'll talk to you later. I didn't, oh, I would not think that. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. No, not once did that ever cross my mind. Not once. Uh, mall landlords, I'm kind of like uh, the mall slumlords companies, the CBL properties and Pennsylvania Real Estate Investment Trust filed for bankruptcy uh, this past weekend. I know. Big surprise that they were uh, walloped by the COVID pandemic. I know. Now they have 
they have uh, uh, companies that are in their malls that haven't paid them anything, right? So, I mean, they said it, it, in the strictest lockdown periods in the spring, the Tennessee-based CBL barely collected any rent. And 27% of what it was owed in April and a third in May. I mean, it's ugly. Ugly out there. Now, they uh, are not in good shape. And they're saying that they, you know, they own uh, the, the B-class malls, like I said, the uh, mall slumlords, which are located in less affluent urban areas. Well, good luck. I mean, everything is closing down, so it's ugly for these people as well as sad. I mean, they were, you know, hanging on and trying to do business and create uh, jobs and uh, product for people all over America, whether it's in the A-class malls or the B-class malls, but can't do it now. Whew. I mean, so many companies, JCPenney and Taylor, Pier 1 Imports, all these groups, man, are just stuff. It's an ugly time, and we've got to come out of it, and hopefully that will happen after today. <laughs> Oh, please let that happen after today. Please, please. Walmart has ended its years-long partnership with Bossa Nova Robotics. Wow. That's kind of big news. Uh, Bossa Nova Robotics is the robots that do inventory tasks for the stores. So I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if Walmart is now developing, you know, using their own robots or if they're trying to pretend like we're not going to use robots anymore to do the inventories. And Bossa Nova, sure, you were give, we're paying you a bunch of money, but not anymore. Or if someone at Bossa Nova said, you know, all you got to do is just end the partnership and then I'll come over and build some robots for you and we could just call it the Walmart robots, okay? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but that's a, that's a big deal. If you're Bossa Nova Robotics, I mean, that's a lot of money. And it's a, you know, really high-profile deal. So we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens. Clorox said their sales grew 27% from a year ago. Yeah, no kidding. What's the only thing people wanted to buy was something to clean with. We've got to wipe down. We've got to wipe down. Okay, great. Apple is going to hold its event uh, coming up here in a few days, another week or so. Uh, they are their, their event is called One More Thing. So according to the insiders, the tech watchers, they think the company is going to reveal computers running on its own processors uh goodbye intel <laughs> okay i mean maybe walmart is creating for them or maybe Boston nova robotics is going to start making processors for apple instead of intel i don't know i don't know they're saying that rental car companies now have rebounded uh, have they i don't know I mean, people aren't really flying, so they're saying that people are starting to rent cars when they want to travel. All right. I mean, I hope they do. I hope that I hope they do, but I don't know that they've actually, if we're thinking that it has rebounded. But maybe after today, maybe after today it will. Please make that happen. Please. 
And Wingstop. This story kind of threw me a little bit. Wingstop is testing bone-in thighs because chicken wings are getting so expensive. Well, that's a fact. Now, the last time I went to uh, B-Dubs, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, I mean, they, uh, they're they happy to charge you some money for their product. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had uh, we you know we ordered and picked them up because my son is just a wings freak and he'll eat you know uh, eighteen million wings if you set them in front of him and so apparently the uh, chicken wing market is very volatile and expensive so Wingstop is trying to get a new you know feel for bone in thighs <laughs> with their special Wingstop sauce so I don't know. But I will say, I don't know about Wingstop because I have not been to Wingstop in a, in a long time. I don't remember the last time I was at a Wingstop. But I was at Buffalo Wild Wings not too long ago. And I just want to reiterate, they are not ashamed to charge you a good piece of money for their product. I paid it, but they are not ashamed to take it. I'll tell you that. So starting this month, uh, coming up uh, November 16th, United Airlines is going to start offering free rapid COVID-19 tests for every crew member and passenger over two years old on flights Heathrow Airport bound trips to Newark, New Jersey. Everybody now, COVID tests for everybody. Step on up now. I know they're saying that this is just, a, you know, these specific flights coming from Heathrow into New Jersey. But uh, that's going to happen soon. I mean, they're they're dying. They need they need people to be tested, and they need to be people to feel free or to feel comfortable flying, right? And so anything if it's if it means giving away free COVID tests for everybody, then free COVID tests for it is. And we well we we need to find a new pilot though because Bill tested positive. So that's the way it goes. Sorry, just sit there and wait. That's what's going to happen, right? You're going to end up having a pilot or two. Uh, or, uh, you know, uh, we're going to take off, but you're not going to get your coffee today because Mary tested positive and she, there's nobody to take care of the back half of the plane. Uh, so good luck. We'll see if that works out for uh, everyone. But I was looking at the TSA numbers, which is really, I haven't looked at them in a while. And they're one day, I think we talked about this, the one day, the 18th of last month, October, they were over a million. And that's the highest. I mean, the rest of them, the highest days are 900,000. And those are on Sundays. Sunday's a big travel day. I was looking in, uh, in October. Every Sunday is their busiest day. Last Sunday, the 1st of November, was 936,000. So, you know, they're still under a million. Only the 18th of, 18th of October was over a million. The 25th was almost a million, 983,000. You're looking at uh, the 11th was uh 984,000 and you're still and the what was it the fourth you're looking at 900,000 those were the busiest days those were Sundays so I'm not sure you know good for you uh, airlines for making Sunday you know a positive day uh, for people flying but I'm not real sure why that is I guess people been going back home we're starting to use the airlines again good certainly isn't enough I mean a year ago was two million. Uh, you know, between a million and a half to over two and a half million uh, every day. So we've got a ways to go to keep the airlines happy. But hey, that also bodes well for the rent-a-car industry. They say they've battled back 
people. That means more people are running rental cars from the airports and more people are using them and not flying. So there's that to look forward to. And I got an email I'll tell you about uh, from one of our listeners. They emailed uh, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. And he was talking to me about when he had COVID and how he is still testing positive for the antibodies. And he was saying that the experts are wrong. Big surprise. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. So we were talking the other day about uh, the antibodies and how they really don't know what's going on. They're saying that they start to fade now and others were saying that they haven't. Well, I got an email from from Bob, a listener of Chewing the Fat, who emailed chewingthefat at theblaze.com. He said, for what it's worth, it has almost eight months since he had COVID-19. He still tests positive for antibodies every time I go to donate plasma. The latest test was just two weeks ago. So, so much for the experts saying the antibodies go away in three months, right? So I asked him, uh, you know, how was the COVID-19? Was it bad? Uh, you know, what was it? He said he still he had a mild case. Just a fever for 36 hours and a runny nose for a few days. Said he did lose all taste and smell, and it's not fully back yet. Wow. Um, he said it's uh, agonizing to him when he talks to, when he hears the so-called experts spouting nonsense about the antibodies going away in such a short time. Well, and maybe, and I and I want to believe me, I want to be against the experts because a lot of times they, uh, you know, the experts are not the experts. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, they're not studying Bob and they should, but it appears that they really don't know. We're still at a, we're still at a, you know, an an even some, we don't know. Uh, some people are like Bob and other people are starting to fade. We don't know, you know, we don't know if you're going to get a a light COVID-19. We don't know if you're going to get a heavy COVID-19. If you're a Cro-Magnum gene, you're supposed to get it worse. If you're not a Cro-Magnum gene, you're supposed to get it light. We don't know. Or is it? Do we have herd immunity or we don't have herd immunity? Are we supposed to wear a mask or not wear a mask? If we all wear a mask, the numbers are still going up. The death rates are going down, but the numbers are still going up. So with the mask, does it mean that we get COVID, but we get a less version of it? I don't know. I don't know. It's been a uh, it's been a real nightmare, but it does, uh, you know, it is interesting to uh, hear people on the street saying, uh, yeah, but I'm different. And the same with hydroxychloroquine, right? Uh, same. I mean, I have a nephew that almost died and they put him on hydroxychloroquine and he is, you know, came back fighting within 24 hours, but it doesn't work. Oh, okay. All right. You got me. You got me. No problem. It doesn't work. So, you know, it's just a battle that's going to be ongoing for some time. And I think we all need to make the choice of whether we uh, take, it needs to be our choice. We need to, you know, make it America's choice. And that's one of the things that I loved about going out this past weekend to this bar. People were made that choice. Like, look, we know we got it. Some people were wearing masks, the servers, and there were, you know, some food people that were wearing masks, but the rest of the people were like, eh, no, no. And some people were on again, off again. Uh, it was just really, uh, that's the way it was. It's supposed to be, right? It's not supposed to be this heavy handed 
mandates. And that's kind of what we're voting against today, right? If you're listening live on November 3rd, I mean, it could be a, could be a bad thing. Now, thankfully, we have social media to help us out. I know uh, Twitter has given us their seven, I think, what they say? Seven news outlets that are okay for us to listen to. Thank you, Jack. Thank you. So I have to listen to ABC, ABC News. I have to listen to AP. I have to listen to CNN. I have to listen to CBS News. I have to listen to Decision Desk Headquarters. Uh, I have to listen to Fox News and NBC News. All outlets that experts agree have verified unbiased decision desks calling elections. <laughs> Yeah, everyone on that list is for sure unbiased decision deaths are happening and everyone on that list. Sure they are. You betcha. You betcha they are. So, you know, that's thank you, Twitter. I appreciate it. I know the blaze isn't on that, but, you know, should be. We got a big thing going on tonight. I get to pretend to be George Washington, I guess, living in a coffin. I don't know what I'm doing. It's going to be, it'll be funny, but it's, you know, maybe it'll be funny. I don't know. I went and looked at the, I went to a a costume store yesterday and I talked to the owner. We were there looking for, you know, I got a a George Washington jacket and a hat and a wig and all this stuff. and, And we were looking at all the costumes. This place is packed full of costumes. I mean, it was awesome. And it'd be, uh, I started talking to him. I said, man, I wish I had you, you know, down in Florida when I was going to Gasparilla, I could have used the outfits. And he goes, yeah, we had a lot of people from uh, Texas go to Gasparilla, you know, over the years and they come get their outfits and stuff. I mean, it was awesome. And so I was asking him how business was. And he said, it is not good. (laughs) I know this is going to come as a surprise. And I expected a different answer from him. Not really. But he said, yeah, it's not good at all. And he said that it's been a nightmare filling out all the paperwork to try to get help to stay open and be alive. He said most of the people, uh, the shops in his area, on top of most of the businesses around the country that are like him, are, you know, they're out of business. And he said it's a daily struggle to keep up with the paperwork and try to get money uh, from the government that's available to stay open and stay alive. So any of you businesses, other businesses that are out there, man, I feel for you. I understand how, what a struggle it's been. That is for sure. Did I mention that Bob, the emailer said that he's a freeloading subscriber to chewing the fat since day one and never misses a show. Did I mention that? Because I wanted to thank Bob for that. And you too should become a freeloading subscriber to chewing the fat as well. Oh my gosh. If you're listening to this part of the show, you are a subscriber. Well, welcome Thank you. I appreciate it. And if you're new to the party, come on in. The water's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And don't worry about the possibility of the election becoming a delayed win for either Joe Biden or Donald Trump. Don't worry about the election being a contested election. Don't worry about that whole contingent election thing where the candidates would, you know, tie up on electoral votes and don't worry about it just listen to social media and they'll tell you what's going on right 
remember the remember the good old days when you'd wait for somebody to come into town that was from out of town to tell you some news and then all of a sudden you'd have a guy or a gal ride in on horseback and give you the news from out of town and then we started printing newspapers and the telegraph and the telephone and then we got radio and tv and now now we've got twitter twitter and facebook so they're gonna they're gonna keep us all in mind tv thinks they're still in, in charge <laughs> that's a that's a cute little thing that's a cute little thing that's the up there over the internet <laughs> yeah that's a cute little thing and thanks to the social media you know facebook and twitter for realizing that we needed to uh, enact all those new policies to uh, keep keep us in the know about the elections without being able to decide for ourselves what was false and misleading content i really appreciated it it means a lot to me personally that that happens because i i wouldn't be able to decide on my on my own i i need i need facebook and instagram twitter and maybe even snapchat and tiktok to tell me you know what to believe and what not to believe but hey that's just me <laughs> maybe you feel like you could decide on your own and you could make up your own mind and you could listen to more voices not less and decide for yourselves. Maybe you think that, but boy, would you be wrong. <laughs> oh man, do I feel sorry for you. 